everyone, it's your host, Ellie Lee, and welcome to my podcast where I interview artists from the entertainment industry and we get their stories, their journeys. How did they get to where they are now? What were your obstacles, the trials, the tribulations? These are the people who took the path less followed and went for it when everyone else said no. I hope this podcast inspires you to get off your butt and chase your dreams. Take that leap of faith because it will be the best thing you will ever do in this short life. Welcome to this episode of When I Grow Up. Hey everyone, how's your week going? I hope it's going well. I feel like lately I've just been having a lot of crazy weeks and I'm very thankful your girl is not complaining, okay? But it's just like, it's crazy how like sometimes you don't work that much and then sometimes you just work a lot and you're just like, man, that saying when it rains, it pours. It is so true. It's crazy. Um, Today's episode I'm really excited about because not only is he a new friend, but he is a friend that has an incredible story. And if you are somebody that is part of the LGBTQ community or you're somebody that's always felt like you didn't belong and you never had someone to speak to growing up, whether it be your sexual, you know, orientation or whether it be, you know, your identity, a gender thing, whatever it is, or, you know, being Asian American or being African American or being a Latina in this country, whatever it may be, this story will resonate with you. And I just, you know what, I'm really grateful for Instagram because I feel like I've made some really good friends over Instagram and and not friends where it's like, hey, it's like friends that I actually hang out with. And that's, I I just appreciate that. You know, it's not just butts and boobs and weird videos, guys. Okay. You can actually make friendships over this social media thingamajiggy. So bless you, Instagram. This podcast is an ever-growing podcast, all right? It's, it's going to be ever-evolving. I'm going to keep constantly changing it up, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, whatever. Okay? Uh, so I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode with my very good friend and photographer, Daniel Sung Lee. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Enjoy, guys. My guest today is Daniel Sung Lee. He's a commercial and editorial photographer who has snapped editorials. I mean, for fashion mags, for celebrities, everything. Daniel, hello. Hi. Hi, Boo. How are you? <laughs> Good. Did I get all that right? Yes. Okay, great. Thank you so much for having me. This is okay. honestly a dream. Do you understand that when I started this podcast and we met, I was like, if I don't get his hot ass into <laughs> the damn room, okay? Daniel, can you tell everybody how we met? Sure. I don't know. Well, I first of all found you yeah. through your iHeartRadio videos. Yes. Got very obsessed. Started <laughs> stalking you. <laughs> yes. I don't, if I'm re- remembering correctly, mm-hmm. I think I posted stories about you. Yes. You messaged me. I immediately freaked out. I told all of my, oh my friends God. about you. Oh my God. When I saw that you reposted me, I was like, somebody cool uh. likes me and I need to get on this super fast. Seriously. And then we had dinner. And yes. as soon as we hugged, it was like, it was it, immediate. It was immediate. It literally felt like we had known each other for so long. And then our dinners, and we've hung out since then. And every single time we meet and I go home, I just feel like I always say that Daniel has his light. Like when he enters a room, he like flashes his smile. And you're just like, whoa, whatever <laughs> I was dealing with before goes away. And that's really how I feel about that's you. That's very sweet. That's actually the first thing you said to me. Yes, yes. 
Um, Daniel, thank you so much for being here. You have a very uh, interesting story. And um, I think for anybody out there who, you know, dreams of being a photographer, who dreams of being, you know, really good at what they do in terms of snapping photos, uh, you're going to be an idol for these people. So we need to talk about from birth. Can you just tell us a little bit about where were you born and raised and, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, you're Korean like me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was born and raised in a small town called Diamond Bar, Mm -hmm. which is a small suburb in L.A. And uh, I grew up with my older brother, who's six years older than me. My parents are both Korean, moved to the States Right before my brother was born. So, so you, so it was just Korean in the house. It was just Korean. Just Korean in the but, house. You know, I've listened to your first podcast about your story, mm. and I feel very similar to you in that um, it, it was a very Korean like household, but I didn't relate to the culture, or I actually actively like separated myself mm. from it, which is really interesting because the town that I grew up in is is literally fifty three percent Asian. Wow. A bunch of that are Koreans. Wow. Do you feel like growing up with that many Asians benefited you or do you think it it, it was a disservice to you? Both. Yeah. Both, for sure. Yeah, me too. Because I hear stories about, you know, people living in fucking Iowa, Mm, you know, mm. and being like the only Asian. Sure, 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 sure. And I can't even imagine what that's like. Sure. Um, On the other hand, you know, you and I, I think we grew up in very like predominantly Asian communities, correct? Yeah, totally. Um. It, it it made me feel, I think, you know, growing up gay as well. Mm. I had to deal with not only being gay, yeah. but being like gay and with a lot of people, other people that like look looked like me, mm. but who I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anyone gay growing right. up. Um, and that was really hard for me. I definitely struggled with like my intersectional identities. Of course. And I, for the longest time, I felt really uncomfortable around Asian men specifically. Of course. And for anybody out there who, you know, you haven't been around Asian people, you don't know our culture, like being a gay person in the Asian community is you don't talk about it. You don't talk about it. It doesn't really exist. And if it doesn't exist, if it does exist, it's not real, you know. So, you know, the first time that I had a conversation with you and I was like, you were telling me what it was like to grow up as a Korean gay kid. Like, I just, I felt my heart break because you just had no one to talk to growing up. Yeah. Not only Korean, but Catholic as well. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's a devil whammy. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. So when did did you first realize that, like, okay, I'm different than everybody else? Oof. I mean, early, early on. Mm -hmm. But I didn't, I remember in, I mean, I had, like, crushes on girls, like, in middle school. Mm -hmm. And they were real at the time. But, you know, looking back, like... It wasn't you right, know, anything course. sexual. Yeah. I remember there was one girl that I was like in love with mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, middle school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just like didn't work out. Long story short. And after that day, it was like a messy situation. Mm-hmm. And after that day, I was like, I'm never, ever going after a girl anymore. <laughs> and you that, never did. I'm done. <laughs> this is too hard. <laughs> I would rather face, you know, being gay and like excommunicated than dealing with these crazy girls. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. We ain't easy. We ain't easy. Um, so then when you were growing up, did you? were you always very artistic? Were you very creative growing up? Yes and no. So uh, my parents weren't the typical, um, stereotypical Asian parents mm. in that um, they were very supported, supportive of me mm. and my brother, like doing whatever we wanted, as long as it wasn't like gambling or drugs, sure. things like that. 
my brother showed interest in art, mm. and he was really good at drawing. Mm. So my parents put me and my brother um, in like an art class, mm. and I always knew. I think you know because my brother was so so much older than me, and I like looked up to him. Um, I wanted to do art. Of course, I was terrible at drawing, <laughs> and that club. was like such a bummer for me. Mm. I remember like being in there and seeing. My brother draw this like beautiful bowl of fruit, yeah, and I me, me like I don't know, yeah, 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 it's yeah, just yeah. not working. Mm. That was a, li- a little bit of a like. I was like, oh my god, I just I'm not going to be able to even at that early age. And it was like my first time taking art class. Mm. I just knew like, oh, oh no, this isn't going to work out. Mm. But I knew I wanted to do art. Like it was like in me, in you. Um, so then in high school, what were you like? Sure. So. Fast forward, like I grew up playing instruments all my life. Okay. I taught myself the guitar. Wow, I was in band all my life. Um, so you had a musical musical bone in you, sure. Mm-hmm. And then like I randomly did a musical, which was like very out of left field. I think everyone was like, "What, what?" <laughs> <laughs> and I can't believe people didn't know I was gay then, <laughs> right? I was still, you know, like drawing by myself. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't taking it seriously, but I knew I wanted to do something creative and. Sort of that outlet for me, like, you know, growing up, I would come home every day and watch the Food Network. Mm. And I, th- I, for the longest time, I thought I would go to culinary school wow. and become a chef. Mm. Um, but around that same time when I was applying to schools, my cousin became a chef. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I sort of saw what the realistic view of, like, what that job looks yes. like. Working holidays, working long ass hours. Him just like not even cooking at home. Right. Um, that like ruined it for me. Mm. That's when I, you know, I always started taking pictures at an early age, just like documenting. Mm-hmm. And I was also in the student government in my high school. And one of my jobs was to document everything. Oh. I was like the photographer. Oh. And that was really fun for me. Uh-huh. But I just never knew it was like an actual viable career. Right, of course. Until my brother, when I was in high school, my brother was in uh, art school. Mm. And I went to his graduation, saw the photo grad show, and was just like awed by this wow. like, talent. And just saw like the possibility of mm. what this would look like. Right. And I knew right then, okay, I'm going to do photography. Wow. And it sort of all lined up. So so this is, this is before you hit college, right? Yeah, yeah. So... Did you did had you decided that you were going to go to a school that was going to specialize in photography? My brother going to this art school that I knew that I wanted to go to, he told me don't go straight out of high school. Oh. At that time, the median medium age was um, like mid twenties, mm-hmm. so no, they didn't really accept people out of straight out of high school. I at see. That time. Uh-huh. They wanted people to like get life experience, blah blah blah, because um, it's a really intense school. So I went to a state school right out of high school. I went to San Diego State University. Mm-hmm. I only lasted about like a semester and a half. Okay. I just felt like I was wasting time there, to mm. be honest. Mm. So I uh, transferred to the art school that I went to, Art Center College of Design mm-hmm. in Pasadena, where my brother also went mm-hmm. and started uh, studying photography. Wow. Yeah. So brother was a huge influence behind your artistic background. Sure. I yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. And, my parents were very supportive as well because my mom uh, studied ceramics at Seoul University. Oh, wow. And uh, my dad wanted to be a writer at mm-hmm. one point. Um, and, t- you know, they didn't tell this this at an early age. Mm. They, they told us this um, once we got older. Mm. And I think that's why they were so, like, supportive, supportive. and pushed us to do whatever we wanted because they 
they weren't able that like opportunity listen your parents money. were woke though yeah, like they were. most yeah. asian parents would have never ever been like yes do the arts we'll support you yeah. that's amazing um okay so i know that you had a really pivotal uh time in your life when you got older and you left high school can you talk about that a little bit right about the time i started uh, college. Mm-hmm. I was very close with my mom. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. So, like, all of my direct contact with, like, parents mm-hmm. was, like, me and my mom. Sure. My dad was working all the time. I love him for that. He was fully supporting my our entire family and, like, giving us the life that he wanted. Mm-hmm. Because of that, I was just naturally closer with my mom. Sure. I, I went to San Diego State after the first semester we had no idea. My mom was really depressed. Mm. It came out of nowhere. She tried taking her own life. Mm. Luckily, you know, it just it didn't work. Mm-hmm. It was just a weird, odd situation. Like, I saw her maybe a day or two before. So I, I immediately moved back to mm. just help out. Because just my mom was just not in a good place. Mm. And then I just wanted to be with her. You know, things were looking up. We tried, like, getting her help. And mm-hmm. at that time, I just couldn't understand it Mm. like we were like the typical happy family Mm. or so i thought now looking back i'm like okay like i was in denial Mm. (laughs) because i think like every family has their things of course of course um but i will say with with the stuff with my mom i we all had no idea there was like it was a complete shock so it it was she was basically not showing anything yeah Mm -hmm. yeah fast forward some time you know uh, my i think my parents just weren't happy Mm -hmm got separated for a little bit and after that time um we randomly found out i wasn't i didn't have contact with my mom at that point um but we found out uh she was found dead Mm. um and it was concluded that she took her own life Mm -hmm. and that was um maybe like two weeks before i started school wow it was really hard but i just I just put all of myself in my work mm. and that's how I sort of dealt with it, which mm. is not dealing with it. Mm. Um, and so I will say though, like I'm so thankful for the school and like work because I don't know what would have happened to be honest. I just needed an outlet a purpose, mm-hmm. an outlet. Mm-hmm. But I will say it came sort of back to haunt me when I moved to New York. I was yeah. sort of on here on my own. So then how many years did you before did you pack up immediately like after school was over and come to New York? Like when did you come when did you decide that you wanted sure. to do that? So uh, I was in school for about three, three and a half years. I got really lucky. So long story short, I around the same time I got into school, I got a lot of support outside of school. I got accepted into this invite only uh, creative retreat. Wow. Um, for photographers. It was called Food Camp by Laura Bruna Minor. Mm-hmm. And it was about 30 of us. I was the youngest one. Wow. I wasn't even 21 yet. And it was like a lot of like fun partying, but there's also like the creative, like everyone was shooting like all day, every day wow. for a full like five days. So it'd be like they give you an assignment and then you go and shoot that? Um, Sort of like we had like a slideshow at the end to show our work. And mm-hmm. then we would have our own projects that we were working on mm-hmm. during that week. Mm-hmm. Um, And I can. I continued to go to that retreat for five years after that. Wow. And, you know, I, being the youngest one, I had so much to learn from all these people because they were all like professional photographers mm. or creative people transitioning into photography, like mm-hmm. designers to photographers. Um, so I, I learned a lot from these guys and they helped me out a lot. Um, after three years of school, I signed with uh, my agent that I'm with Ooh. now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I just decided, I was already work. I was like slowly starting to work mm. and school being like, you know, yeah. it was ridiculous. It was yeah. Like millions of dollars. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. yes. So I just like, you know what? I'm going to save my like, Smart. you know, hundred grand yep. and just like go start working. Yeah. Immediately moved to New York. Because you knew New York was like the city to do photography? I could have been fine in LA, uh-huh. but I just knew if I could move to New York and like work mm-hmm. and like make it, I can move anywhere after yes, that and yes. just be fine. Yes, yes, yes. Whereas LA, it's a smaller market, it's more entertainment, mm-hmm. um, lifestyle. But I kind of wanted to just move to New York. I also just wanted to live here. Yeah, yeah, had, yeah. Like my best friend was here. And I see. A lot of good friends as well. Um, yeah, so I just moved. Like literally. Where did you go? Where, where did you move? To Brooklyn? So I started it at my good friend Lisa's place in Chinatown. Stayed okay, so you started like, in Chinatown. Yeah, okay, but okay, okay. like a beautiful apartment. Oh. I had it very lucky. Oh, okay. Like she let me stay there for a month or two. Oh, damn. Until I got on my feet. Great. Yeah. Um, and moved to Crown Heights where I still live. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I've been here ever since for six years now. So when you first landed here and you kind of looked around New York, were you just like, now what do I do? Like, what were you feeling? Did you have a job lined up? So I've, I have, and I'm still, I am like, I'm a freelance photographer. Mm-hmm. At that time, I, I decided like, all right, I'm going to move, let's say for six months. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work out, I'll come back to school sure. and like finish it off. Mm-hmm. But if I'm working, then great. Mm-hmm. So I just like slowly started working. It wasn't like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this is great. It took a little time, but maybe after like six months or a year, I was like fully supporting myself. So for everyone at home that has no idea how to like move to a city and start getting work, sure. can you just give a little uh, insight into how you started booking work? It did help that I had an agent. Mm. Um, that being said, before I signed with my agent, I was also also already like emailing photo editors and art buyers Smart. to you know show my book yep um but what i would really suggest is if you're in school go get as many internships as possible mm. i i interned at chat day and our, our uh ad agency mm-hmm. in la i also um interned at red eye reps which is a photo agency by Marin levinson who helped me out so much mm-hmm. um i've learned so much through them Mm -hmm. so i have all these great contacts Mm. everyone's so supportive Mm. you know you're by yourself a lot right and another thing i suggest is try to like find a community yeah um and i did that you know by going to this creative retreat and i made such good i'm still friends with most of these people and like you know very close friends with them we just all help each other out yeah you know when you came here to new york you didn't just come here as like a happy boy you know you came with so much on your shoulders do you feel like um, depression knocked on your door when you first came here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think I know. I knew it at the time, though. Like you couldn't put a name to yeah. it. Yeah. So while I was in school, I was like the most motivated person I knew. Like mm. I was so All determined. Mm-hmm. And that's because when my mom passed, I just knew like, oh, I can't fuck around anymore. Like mm-hmm. this is it. Like mm-hmm. I was, you know, I'm the younger sibling of, of my yeah. family. And because of that, I was like always like. I just thought yeah. like Gobberjangy, like you were yeah, just joking around yeah. all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you know, when I started school, I was like, I just need it's time. to like figure out my life mm. because nothing's guaranteed. I became like very realistic when I when that happened, mm. when my mom passed. Mm. Um and so when I moved to New York, I didn't have any of these like distractions with like schoolwork, which was constant. Like mm. art centers, no joke. 
Like, it's a lot of work, which is really the only thing that got me by. Of course, when I would get home at night, that was a different story. I was, I was a mess for mm. like a year. Mm. Like, I cried every night. Mm. I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't mm. talk about it. You know, I, I felt a lot of shame that my mom took, my, took her own life. Mm. And so I didn't even really tell my friends. I, I didn't even mention it. Or if they would ask, I would... I think I lied in, like, to um, some people. Yeah. I only t- told like very close friends of mine. But also, were you also juggling and carrying the whole uh, the whole thing of you being gay as well yeah, during this time? Of course. Yeah, Jeez, I, didn't, I didn't come out to my dad until after <gasps> I moved to New York. Yeah. So, you know, I used that sort of as a dra- distraction when I moved to New York. Like, I was living, like, as an out mm-hmm. gay man for, like, the first time. Um, I wasn't out to my dad, um, but, you know. Yeah. Everyone friends, else. Right. Yeah, Everyone yeah, yeah. else I was. Mm-hmm. So it was like my first time doing that. Wow. And so, you know, I didn't really know at the time I was like depressed. But looking mm. back, I definitely was. And so I think my work sort of took a hit. Like mm. it, motivation was like really tough for me. And it still is, to be honest. Wow. Um, but it's getting better. And, you know, it, it goes in and out. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, I, I'm also so thankful for um, my roommate and really good friend Omar Torres, who's a therapist here in New York. He's helped me so much. Ugh. Even things that I didn't even know that I was struggling with, with my race. Yeah. That was all very new for me wow. until he sort of brought it up. Oh, my God. In a very, God. like, you know, yeah. supportive yeah, way. Yeah, of course. And that really, like, turned my world upside down because I didn't realize why I had all these, like, weird shame and, mm-hmm. like, stigma and weird, like... Did you feel like you hated yourself too and you didn't really understand that? Yeah, I just thought, you know, I started dating. I thought if a guy was interested in me, it was mm-hmm. only because I was Asian. There was a point where I thought this. Wow. And if they weren't interested in me, mm-hmm. it, was, it was also because I was Asian. Wow. And that really like fucked me up right. for like a, a while. Wow. I was like, oh my God, like w- what am I going to do? Mm. Now I'm like, that's nuts. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know better, but yeah, I, I learned so much. And this is all while I'm like also dealing with my mom and, you know, I finally started like talking about it more with mm. my friends which was which also really helped so you could say healing started yeah so yeah. a year of hell in new york yeah but healing really started yeah i, I mean i would say a good two damn. two years damn damn you know. damn it's my mom's 10 year anniversary yeah. now right and i'm finally like feeling better wow and, like Finally thinking about like the positive memories of my mom now, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. so hard to do in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and I just know my mom would like hate that, that I was only remembering this like little last bit of yeah. her life that sure. like doesn't even matter. Right. You know? Right. I mean, listen, like we go through our entire lives growing up with just so many question marks, like, and, and then you get thrust into the real world and they're like, figure it out. And it's like, well, I have all this pain and baggage and what is this fun feeling? You know? So like, <laughs> After the healing started and after you started getting acclimated to New York and everything, uh, when did the jobs start coming in that you got super excited about? Like, when did creative stuff start happening where you were like, whoa, this is it? Every new job to me, honestly, was very exciting Mm. because I was just like, oh, my God, I'm working as a photographer. What? (laughs) Crazy. Yeah. So honestly, like every little job, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Mm. I just said yes to everything. Amazing. Um, As little as it was. Editorial is very exciting because, you know, you see your photos like in print. Yes. And that was like really exciting for me. But I would say like work that I was like really proud of maybe 
It took a little bit. I think uh, maybe like a year or two, maybe even more. Mm. The work that I'm proud of now is the work that like matters. So if it's supporting like the LGBTQ community sure. or the Asian community, um, that's like the work that I'm like, I, that I get really excited about. Yeah, 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 yeah. And can you tell us, what do you shoot mostly? My editorial work mainly consists of portraits mm. um, and that sort of ranges depending on the magazine. It could be like CEOs or like actors. Mm -hmm. Um and then my commercial work is a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. um, I do a lot of products, still life, um, a little bit of fashion, um, food, and like also portraits. And it's, out of all those, which one's your favorite to shoot? I just love shooting portraits, not because of like the shoot itself, mm -hmm. but I just really love like talking to people and getting to know them. And mm. like, especially if it's, you know, if I'm photographing them because of some profession so i love getting to know like what they do mm -hmm. like you know it's like being in school every day yeah of course yeah. and do you feel like when you are shooting like do you ever get a high from it like when yeah. a shoot goes super well yeah there are times when i'm like oh my god i'm obsessed with these photos like as they're coming in yeah and that's when i like really like feel a high yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you know you and i were talking you said even though i'm a photographer there's so many other uh, things that I want to dip my hand in and do. Sure. So what are some other things that you would want to do? You know, I'm still trying to figure that out. Mm -hmm. I'm turning 30 this year. So I'm like... Looking listen. like a snack, though. Uh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, I am I just feel like there is a part of me where I'm, you know, I will always do photography. I, I will always love it. I There is a part of me that feels like I'm sort of meant to do something more. Mm. Um, so I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to figure it out. Yes. Also just make maybe more money. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. You know, money. What is that? <laughs> you, know? Um, you know, I think, Daniel, you have such an incredible, compelling story on every level, a level, level you know, whether it's your career, whether it's uh, the humanistic level. You know, I think we all experience like loss and all of those things, though, shape us to who we are now and where we are now. You know what I'm saying? So I guess my question to you is like for anybody out there who wants who goes through a lot of life struggles and has to deal with so many things, but also has the same dreams as you as becoming someone of your status and doing all the things that you're doing. What kind of advice would you give them? The best advice I've received that's been so helpful, like not on, only on like, you know, a professional way, but just in your life mm -hmm. in general is just to be kind to yourself. Yeah. And treat yourself how you would want to be treated by other people mm. which i think is like so true yeah and when you you know when you're dealing with struggles and you're just not feeling it one day just like take a break if you need to take a break mm. just do it yeah yeah i want to name some of the people that you have uh photographed because you know it's kind of a big <laughs> deal we're talking Patrick Starr. First of all, how was Patrick Starr? He's great. He's everything that life. you think? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, Julia Stiles. <laughs> Honestly, speechless. She's like... She's amazing. Cool. Yeah. <sighs> Julia Like, just like a person. Yes. Like, just a just, human yeah, being. Yeah. Bless her heart. Yo, <laughs> one of the most iconic, iconic comedians, but also a Korean queen, oh Margaret Mother Effing Cho. Please okay. bestow me with something here. This one, I don't really get starstruck, but <sighs> I was so starstruck oh by her. God, yes. I could not. I was being like, oh my. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just couldn't. I yeah. think, you know, being like one of the first Koreans yes. on TV yes. with her own sitcom, mm -hmm. the first Korean, 
it was, it was, I don't know. I was just like starstruck and I didn't think I would be. Mm-hmm. But once I saw her, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. But yeah. also on top of that, she is, isn't she, she, isn't she a powerful figure in the LGBTQ, yes. like totally. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Like I'll never, I'll never forget being a young girl and watching Margaret Cho on the TV and being like, wait a minute, this woman is Korean and she's saying Korean jokes and it's making me crack up. I've never <laughs> seen this before in my entire life. Like icon. Yeah. Icon. Uh, okay. Nicole Byer, Mateo Lane. Oh my gosh. Killing the game. If you don't know Nicole Byer, she hosts the show Nailed It on Netflix and she's like a stand up comedian. She's amazing. Mateo Lane has the best ass in the business and yep. the best abs. And I, I, I can say the photos look photoshopped, but they're they are not, not photoshopped. <laughs> and he's a hilarious comedian. Um, and then uh, lastly, oh, I wanted to Gus Kenworthy. Gus, sweetie pie, <sighs> sweetie pie. Best. He looks, he oozes niceness. Yeah, that's what it is. He is the sweetest, the funniest. Like he's a friend of mine. Um, he is a genuinely like good person. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We are now entering a section. Called Unrelatable, okay? Uh-oh. All right, these are going to be 10 questions. I always say it's it, you need to answer them super fast, but okay. I've realized that many of the guests don't answer them very fast, so I'll ask them. But, you know, <laughs> just you know, do it in a speedy manner, okay? First question, have you ever thought about just quitting the whole thing? Yes. Yes, of course. How do you get over jealousy? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that is the realest thing that's ever been said on this damn show, okay? Everyone's always like, well, I do this and that. No, it's hard, okay? It's hard. Uh, what are some characteristics you would say you need as a photographer? Uh, drive. Mm. And uh, it depends on what you do, what you shoot. So yep. if, you're, yep. like, if you're shooting portraits, you need to like, you're meeting these people for like, sometimes just for five minutes. So yeah. you need to like... Get, get it popping. Yeah. Get it popping. Yeah. But also, I would say that you know I have shot with some photographers, and it's like you want to feel comfortable with the person that's behind the camera, right. you know. So I think it's like also likability. Like you have to have that, like just that 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 feeling, like oh, okay, I feel safe, right? You know, right? Which you have. What's the best compliment you always get? You have an eye. Don't people say that to you? Like you know how to shoot a really good photo. I. I everyone says like. Um... It has like a, you know, it. There's a wide range, but it has like a something to my work that they can like pick out. Yes, which I uh, really appreciate because yeah. that was something that I like really focused on. Yes, like, you know, right, really finding wanted. your identity right. as a photographer. That's so important. Um, name three things that get you out of depressive state. Sit with it, confront it, okay, acknowledge it. Wow, right? okay. Uh, I'm so cliche and like gay. I, ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> And sleep. Yes, boo. Sleep is yes. Everything. Yes, it is everything. Uh, if you weren't a photographer, you'd probably be a. This industry is full of ups and downs. What's the last up you had? I mean, I'm still working. Is that the yes, too, too. <laughs> that is the biggest up. Okay, let me tell you something. Okay, all right. New York City ain't easy. Okay, so yes, you you good. Uh, what's one thing that you would tell your younger self? Just keep doing what you're doing. Yes. I wouldn't change anything. Wow. Yeah. Yes. That is such a powerful statement to make. I just, I just, now more than ever, mm. I just know like everything is meant to be. Woo. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Uh, what fuels you to keep going? Oh God. What fuels me? I just feel like I, I'm not, I didn't, didn't hit my like full capacity. Ooh. You're just scratching the surface. Yeah. Yes, both. Like we've talked about yes, with you. Yes, yes. No, both of us. Both <laughs> of us. Uh, what's the best thing about doing what you do? Meeting all the people I get to meet. Yes. Is like, 
amazing. Yes. And just like talking to them and like picking their brain and learning about, you know, what they do yeah. is like my favorite part of my job. Yes. And uh, last question. Did you enjoy your time with me? Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Always. I love you. I love you. Now we're entering another segment that I've created for you called Snap Me. Did you like my sound effect? Okay, thank you. I'm going to ask you some questions that relate to you being a photographer. Are you ready to answer? Yes. Who did you, to this day, have the most fun shooting? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I always have fun with Mateo. I will say that. Okay, okay. Is it not just because his butt is out? Um, Just because he's... Half the reason. Half the reason. Got it. I love the (laughs) truth. Uh, Is it true that some people look better in photos? True. True. So photogenic... Is a thing. True. True, true, true. If you can photograph any celebrity, if you had five hours with any celebrity, who would it be? Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, Sandra Bullock. Wow. Yeah, I love her. Or no. I, oh no, no. Oh no. Celine Dion. Oh, the I'm wearing Dion. a Celine Dion shirt right now. The queen oh of all that air queen. She'll be so fun. She oh, loves she's the photos. best. She's the best. She's the best. She's the best. She's yes. the best. I, I agree with you. Uh, you and I are both Korean. Which K pop artist or artist would you love to shoot? Blackpink. You love? Uh, Who's your favorite member of Blackpink? Right now, I would have <laughs> right to say. I think I'm really... It was always Jenny. Yeah. This is crazy. Uh-huh. No one would agree with me. Chizu is like my favorite right now. I love I that. Lo- I love her personality. Okay, I love so. that you love her. <laughs> uh, biggest misconception people have of photographers? That we're all like assholes, like macho. Like, yeah. Go get me a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and I actively try not to do that. Mm-hmm. I will like go get... It myself. Bless. Bless you. And for my assistant, just so, like, people don't think that. I love that. Um, oh, okay, this is my favorite question I wrote. You've been asked to shoot the cover of Out Magazine. Who are you choosing to be on the cover of it? Whoa. I'm having a brain fart, but it would definitely be someone Asian. Ooh. And someone within, like, the queer community. Okay, okay, sure. okay, okay, okay. So we're not thinking of, like, a Neil Patrick Harris. No. No, no, definitely not. He's been there, done that. He's been there, done that. We've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would be someone along the lines of, of a Margaret Cho. Of yes. a Margaret Cho. Got it. Got 100%. It. How do you feel about selfies? I'm into it. You're into it? Yeah. You don't, you don't think it's killed the photographer? No. Okay, great. No. And I think, you know, most people have, like, a professional camera now, but... yeah. It, you know, yeah. it's it's just how the world is moving. But the photographer is really what's like behind the camera. Yes, I think. you have blessed us with many amazing photos on Instagram of yourself. What is your favorite angle? Like, what is your favorite thing to shoot on yourself? Ooh, uh, I like my right side. Yes, the right side's great. Um, or no, 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 the left side. Oh, the left side's great too. Because my part is go- goes to the right yes, side. Yes, 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 yes. Um, what about the abs though? Listen. Yo, dude, when, how, and yo, get me those, yo, can you train me? (laughs) Get me those, yo, I'm trying to do laundry on my abs, you know what I'm saying? They're not always there. I mean, they're there, but like, Mm -hmm. I want to get bigger. So if, if, once I get bigger, it's like the full body shot. Okay, okay, oh, we will wait for that. No nudes. Okay, no nudes. That's okay, it's okay. Yeah, guys, (laughs) calm your pants, okay? For anybody who wants to reach out to you, where can we find you? Um, all of my social media is Daniel Sung Lee, which is D-A-N-I-E-L-S-E-U-N-G-L-E-E. Daniel? Ellie? I hope that we're friends till we're 90 years old. Oh, no, we're already best friends. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to When I Grow Up. Please subscribe, rate, review, listen. All that stuff helps your girl, okay?
Yay. Um, Till next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.